All right, hello guys. Welcome to another edition of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Triple D's. Let's get it. Yep, we're all back. Fully healthy roster today. And let's get right into it. Hey, Amen. We had an all-star game draft last night between LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Obviously, Kevin Durant not playing in the game, but still drafting a team because you can't have Giannis do it. And LeBron out there, you know, doing what he does. Picking. Was Durant much better than Giannis was last year, though? Hey, man, that's what we're going to talk about. That's exactly what we're going to talk about right now. Um, <clears throat> so LeBron with the first pick took Giannis. KD obviously had to take Kyrie. And so let's just talk about the rest of the starters. Team LeBron has Giannis Antetokounmpo. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic starting. Team Durant has Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and Jason Tatum. Off the bench for Team LeBron, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMontis Sabonis, and Ben Simmons. And for Team Durant, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Vucevic, and Zion Williamson. Uh, Darnell, what were your thoughts on the draft, early picks, shocking picks, and uh, things like that? I mean, it's an all-star draft. I think that, obviously, whenever LeBron's drafting a team, he always seems to put together the best team possible, regardless of, you know, what may be going on. I think he had a, a statement where he said that there was no free agents this year that he saw, yeah. so he just was going to take the best player available. So, you know, I'm not upset that he went with Giannis. I think Giannis is a safe pick because he doesn't want to go with, you know, someone from the Eastern Conference or someone from the West that he might have to play down the line to give him too much respect, like a Kawhi Leonard. So you go with the safe pick. You pick Giannis first. I'm not upset with that. And I think for KD, KD picked – obviously he wanted to pick his teammates, so he picked Kyrie first. And I don't know. I thought – well, he couldn't – I think he – if he had the option, he would have probably picked James Harden first. But he picked Kyrie because it's his teammate. That's his friend and, you know, that and all that stuff. But as far as the rest of the roster, I think it's going to be competitive. I don't think that it's that much of a landslide, even though I do think LeBron has a better team. Tom, what were your thoughts? No. <clears throat> There's one thing I would have done if I was LeBron, just so I could fuck everything up. And I would have drafted Kyrie first. <laughs> I was thinking about that. The same thing. Like, yeah, man, he should probably throw a wrench in it somehow. The only right. reason I say not to do that is because he does want to win at the end of the day. So he yeah. did kind of throw a wrench in it because he, he took – well, Dom, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm like, no, you can, you can, you can finish what you were saying. Basically, he threw a wrench in it to me because he picked Giannis first, which is like the one dude he kind of doesn't want to play against because Giannis is going to try hard for no fucking reason. And then, yeah. and then now you got two guards left, and he knew he was going. He had to take Kyrie, so now I get Steph. So kind of just did throw a wrench into it right there, to be honest, because he does. If you include himself, kind of have the three, you know, best, most voted, most motivated player. I mean, he's not going to try hard, but he doesn't really have to. He's LeBron. Um, 
And we'll talk about the benches later, but yeah. So I think he did kind of throw a wrench in it for that reason. Um, but Dom, I mean, pa- past that though, you know, Giannis, Steph, Luca, uh, Jokic, it's really good because he dead ass got all the playmakers on his team in the starting lineup. He got Jokic, he got Luca, who are both phenomenal passers along with himself. Steph's an amazing passer, but now all he gotta do is be an off-ball threat, which is literally he's the best off-ball player of all time. And then you got Giannis out there who can just be what he has to be, which is a pick-and-roll runner, an alley-oop person. You know, Steph Steph and Giannis are definitely going to have some oops out there. LeBron and Giannis going to have some oops. Luka and Giannis, like, it's just going to be a lot of oops out there with that team. It's a lot of playmaking. And it's enough shooting. I mean, obviously, Steph is right there. But then Luka can't shoot. He's capable of shooting. Uh, LeBron's capable of shooting. Jokic is capable of shooting. Steph's the only, like, elite one there, but they're all good at it. They're all good enough at it. And with KD, he just went, he just went with straight scores, you know? Even though he's not playing, obviously Kyrie had to go first because, you know, that wouldn't, there, there would have been no way. <laughs> Kyrie was going first somewhere. <laughs> he was either going first to LeBron or first to Durant because if he didn't go first, you already know he would have been mad as shit. So... You know, Kyrie went first, and then he picked him B, you know, the 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 leading MVP candidate. He's all, he's averaging 30. He went with Kawhi, who's averaging like 25. You know, Kawhi's been a great scorer for the last few years. Yeah, he got Bradley Beal, who's leading the league in scoring. And then he got Tatum, who's supposed to be a bucket. So, you know, that's 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 his team. Well, well, he kind of had to pick Beal and, and Tatum last anyway, just because of how it was set up. But, you know. He just got a bunch of scores on his team for the most part. So he's going to have a lot of offense out there with that starting lineup. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think, I, I think, well, one interesting thing, talk about some of the interesting things that happened. This team was LeBron took Jalen Brown over a couple of guys I thought was interesting. And um, me and Dom watched him like, oh, he thinks Jalen Brown still plays defense, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, one of the best moments, man. KD taking Zion as early as he did needed to happen. I was looking at the team like, well, because I was like, KD should really just take Ben Simmons because if, if Giannis going to be on the other end, at least you got one, you got your try-hard player. Because Ben Simmons, much as he don't care, he do be trying hard in the All-Star games. He be trying hard in the games. If he's on the court, he be trying hard as shit. He does. He gives it maximum effort out there. But – Especially, you know, I don't know what it is in his all-star games, but he really – he'd be flying out there. So, if, if he's going to have Giannis on the other end, you might as well just go ahead and take him. That's what I thought. He didn't end up doing it. Um, but he did get Zion, and so that's going to be fun. Zion and James Harden, you know, alley-oops, those are going to be phenomenal. Um, the disrespect of Paul George continues. <laughs> Bron did that shit on purpose. Not Jalen Brown over him. Levine kind of makes sense. I don't agree with it, but it kind of makes sense. But, you know, whatever. And then Julius Randle went over him, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, he did. Damn, not Julius Randle. But then the two Jazz players going last. Yep, as they should. As As at least one of them should. I mean, Rudy should, but damn, not Donovan. I was (laughs) like, bro, they got to take Donovan. Donovan – not even going to try. Well, now we're going super duper try. Rudy can't really do much. But <laughs> I was about to say, what, what, 
what Rudy going to try and do. Rudy, I just said Rudy can't do much, but damn it. Donovan can. He got to get playing time to do a lot. <laughs> Donovan going to go out there and go crazy. I'm telling you right now. Okay. He's still okay. mad he got ejected. Hey, man, maybe if he don't shoot 10 for 30 every game. Yeah. That, one, that don't that don't help that don't help your case out there. <laughs> one, one thing that was very interesting and I think very lucky um, was that because of how things were working out, Shaq was wrestling, so he wasn't there. But man, if he'd have been there just laughing at the jazz, oh boy, that'd have been that'd have been a bad look, man. <laughs> Charles is there doing enough. <laughs> He was like, oh, this is disrespect, all that, obviously, all that jazz. <clears throat> but, man. Yeah, they, had, they had Dwayne Wade in there out here praising everybody, being all dry. <laughs> he needs to be, but this was the this was the time for D-Wade to be out there and dry. There's ever a time. You can't you can't have someone, you can't have people shit talking on them. Because Charles and Kenny were doing enough. They're like, man, that's kind of disrespectful for real. And I was like, man, don't start with this. Don't is it? That's the point. <laughs> Is it? Kind of. <laughs> was it disrespectful? I mean, I think I think Donovan Mitchell, yes, was disrespectful. Bro, put Clarkson in there if you're just gonna have if you're just gonna have the team in there. If if it's if it's gonna be a team success award, just put uh Clarkson in there with them or something like that. You know, amen. I'm just because it it really because the thing is their record isn't like them. It's the whole collective of the team it really is like a complete team effort it's like the hawks that one year the hawks yeah. were just a really well-made team and you know they all fed off of each other's you know strengths and that's what the jazz does the, J- the jazz is a complete unit maybe without mike conley but <laughs> with, the, with the rest of the team <laughs> definitely without mike conley actually Without the without Mike Conley, the rest of the team just gels so well with each other. Everybody knows their spots. Everybody knows. Because, again, Donovan Mitchell, even though he has his games, we've said plenty of times through the season that he hasn't been playing that well, and they've still been winning games. He really is super inefficient. It's just he has to shoot the ball. Him and Clarkson just got to shoot it because they're the scorers. But then everybody else does enough. Gobert, you know, he's a, he's a good – He's a good paint presence, obviously, but the the success of the Jazz isn't isn't tailored to one player. It's tailored to the entire team and and the job that Quinn Snyder's been doing. So, I think that's what it comes down to more than anything else. I guess my only small part about that was you compared them to the Hawks, but the Hawks did have four All Stars, so that actually makes the point. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, who would they have taken out to put? Clarkson or or, or, or whoever else in. I'm not saying take anyone out. I'm just saying, damn, they both got to be last. Yes. (laughs) And and then on top of it, they just started losing, too. (laughs) They they did just. That's because their worst player came back. (laughs) Niggas, Niggas don't know. Niggas don't know that, though. They just see the Jazz. We're winning. Nah, Conley is the pain. He's he's actually leading them losing games. I stand by it. I saw it. I watched them beat the doors off of us with just Clarkson and them. And then I see Conley back. And it was because 
I saw Conley shooting late shots, and I was like, oh, I see now. I see the problem. He's out there, and he's just—he's not big enough to guard anyone like Joe Ingles. He's also not big enough to just—he's not a great shooter, right? Can't really go and by anybody. And he lost his step because he's older now. Yeah, he's an old man. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into these games from last night. Last night until All Star Weekend. So, hey man, let's dive in. First off, oof. It's a tough night, actually, to pick first. Let's go with the Nuggets beating this bum-ass team, 113-103. Nuggets beating the Pacers in this game. Michael Porter Jr. led all scores for the Nuggets with 24. Also had 11 rebounds, 9 for 14. Jokic, 20 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Home home for him. Jamal Murray, 23 as well. For the Pacers, Sabonis shot 5 of 15 out there, 10 points. They have a triple-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Not really the numbers you want to see, though. Miles Turner tried to lead the way with 22 and 12, but it was not enough. Dom, what did you see out of this one? I saw a bad team go against a team that had better players. Even though they're missing everybody, they still have they still have the three best players on the court last night. Even though Michael Porter Jr. he has been on and off all season, you know he's recently become he's recently becoming alive. He had twenty four points, eleven rebounds, and again the Pacers don't really play defense that well. They don't have a lot of defenders on the team, so you know there just wasn't going to be much they were able to do about the three. I mean Sabonis had a triple double, but you know he can't shoot five for fifteen and you know, not playing no defense and everything like that. I see he got other people involved, but, you know, he got to be better on offense. So does Brogdon, especially if you get a good game out of Miles Turner and Doug McDermott. You know, if you get if you get good games out of them, then, you know, they, they got they just got to contribute more on offense. But as we know, they're they're wildly inefficient. They both missed all eight of their threes combined and shot a combined nine for. 29 yeah nine for 29 that's just not gonna cut it with your two-star players and then the dude that we've you know praised as the best player on the team which he obviously showed it last game um you know he, he was a minus 23 he was a minus 23 last night so you know tj mcconnell wasn't able to save save them like he normally is and then they were missing a holiday as well they were missing Aaron. oh wait no Aaron was there never mind i didn't see him but um, you know, they just didn't have the firepower that, that the Nuggets had. And, you know, the Nuggets just had the three best players out there. Three best players? Ain't, ain't an all-star right there for the Pacers? Damn. I mean, I <laughs> hey, man, I said I, I didn't think he should be in. So. No, I didn't want him in that shit. I still think he should have went over Gobert because I don't think Gobert should have been in either. But <laughs> I don't think Sabonis should have been in. Everybody was complaining. Oh no, Sabonis ain't man. They should have just went ahead, but put just just let Bam slide in so Jimmy can slide in, man. <laughs> let Bam slide in just uh, so Jimmy could be in there. <laughs> I'd rather see Bam in that bitch than Sabonis. That's true. I agree with that. Turn out, what were your thoughts? Um, for me, I think Dom took pretty much took all the points. Um, a great shooting performance from Michael Porter Jr. You like to see him out there being aggressive with his 24 and 11 rebounds, triple the almost a triple double for Jokic. 
20 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists. You know, Jamal Murray, he was one for five from three. That's not great, but eight for 15 overall, 23 points. You'll take that. And anytime it comes down to for the Pacers, if you get 30 combined points from Sabonis, Brogdon, and McConnell, or 30, yeah, 30 combined points, it's just not a recipe to win. You had a good performance from Turner. Like Dom said, Justin Holiday pitched in 16. McDermott pitched in 20. But you just got to get more out of it. That's I, – I don't want to say they have a big three because this is like – that's like a, mid, a medium three. three. I, I wouldn't say – I don't even think three. they have a big one. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Nothing close to a big three. <laughs> yeah. But they're the, – the main guys for that team just got to get it going on nights against teams with more, you know, talent than them. And they didn't play, you know, the type of basketball that's going to get a victory against a team like Denver. So, not surprised at the result. You know, give credit to Denver, Michael Porter Jr. and leading score, leading them in scoring and proving that he still has some upside, even though he – for me, he's a little too inconsistent still, but – you know, you'll take the flashes when they come. Yeah. I mean, Porter Porter and Murray are kind of similar in that aspect where they're both Murray's way more consistent than Porter, mm-hmm. even though even though he's been he's been around way longer than him. But you know, they both kind of like inconsistent type scorers. So, you know, when you get a good game out of both of them uh, uh collectively, you know, that's definitely a recipe for a good game. And who else to have that game against in the Pacers who don't do anything well? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody plays good against the Pacers. Exactly right. Yep. Hey, man, moving on. The Knicks end up beating the Pistons 114-104. Um, in this game, I mean, you know, Pistons fought. They always fight a little bit, but the Knicks just were the better team today. 27 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists for All-Star. Julius Randle in this one. R.J. Barrett came out there with 21 points. And Alfred Payton, who I said they might be better off without, 20 points, four assists, four steals, plus 17 in his turn. Um, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this was a great performance from the starters for the Knicks. You know, Julius Randle's coming off of – you know, a less than stellar game for him. He put up 27, 16 rebounds, seven assists. Great floor game for him. You got a good performance out of R.J. Barrett. He had 21. Those are, you know, two of the main guys that keep them rolling. And without, you know, a Derrick Rose out there, they needed a point guard to kind of solidify things for him. So Alfred Payton stepped in and pitched in his 20. He was a plus 17. All of the starters were – well, I wouldn't say all of them. They had three starters plus 16 and above. That's great to see off the bench. They didn't get much off the bench, but the starters play so many minutes for New York, New York that, you know, they don't really need the production off the bench. And Detroit's was a team that was lacking their best player and having Jeremy Grant out. So there were a team that were up against them, up against it. And they got a, a nice performance out of Wayne Ellington. He was 4-10 from three, 17 points, but they just don't have – any talent on this roster without, you know, their better players, and it just showed. Yeah. Dom, what were your thoughts? I mean, what it came down to is, you know, um, missing Jeremy Grant. 
obviously played a big part in this loss. They did get they got double digits from ten from uh, not ten from seven people. So you know they did get contribution from everybody out there. Detroit did, but you know missing Jeremy Grant, their 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 main scorer, they just weren't going to be able to you know even when he's there, they don't always piece it together at the end. So without right. him, it was definitely going to be harder. And then the Knicks, even though they were missing Derrick Rose, you know Alfred Payton came in and pretty much replaced the production that Rose would have given them, you know, and then Julius Randle had to just had to go out there and be the true all-star that, you know, that he's been. So, you know, that's just what it came down to for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Knicks got it rolling, obviously, like you guys said, um, no Derrick Rose. So, you know, to win that game without Derrick Rose, just, I mean, it's the Pistons. We know that, but I like to give credit, man, the Knicks, in years past, they couldn't beat teams they were supposed to beat, obviously. And they really weren't supposed to beat many teams. But now they, they, they've emerged as a team, at least in this week, Eastern Conference, that can hover around 500. And to be honest, that's all you need to do in this conference to look really, really good. Um, yeah, they're like fourth or fifth. <laughs> of course they are. This conference stinks. But <laughs> yeah, moving on. The Thunder beat the Spurs 107-102. This man, Shea, really does just kill the Spurs every time. We normally don't see Pop struggle with one player so often, but they, they he did it last time. He had 40 against them. I didn't think he'd do it again. This game, 33 points, plus 17, eight assists for them. And the, the reason I really didn't think they could win this game, there was no Al Horford, no problem for them. Lou Dort went out there 5 of 16, but he was still a plus 20 just because of his defense. Muscala, 18 off the bench. For the Spurs, they just couldn't really get the production. They rose and struggled. 8 for 21. We're a game where he shoots a lot. He normally hasn't been shooting that much this season, but he had uh, 20 points, but a minus 20 performance from him on the field. And no one else really could pick up that slack. Uh, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this one for the Spurs, you know, they're missing they're missing a couple of players, not many. You know, they had the majority of their roster healthy. DeJounte Murray was out there, DeRozan was out there, and like you said, they just couldn't figure out a way to get it going, you know. And for the Thunder, Shea's just been awesome against them this year. Nine of ten from the free throw line, 33 points and plus 17. That's great. They got five players and double figures another guy with nine so that's some good ball distribution and in the absence of Horford I'm surprised that they were able to put together a win against the Spurs because the Spurs are obviously a superior team to them on paper and the Thunder just have been up and down so they got anytime they can get Shade to play above his means they're going to be in a lot of these games and for the Spurs when their shot's not falling you know, like it wasn't in that fourth quarter where they only scored 18. It's going to be a recipe for them to lose games. And, you know, they've been playing – they've been hot for, you know, most of the season. I wouldn't say hot. They, they're only 18 to 14. But for a team like the Spurs that didn't make the playoffs last year, they're a team that's showing that they can – they have some fight in them. But they just didn't have enough last night. And all credit goes to Oklahoma City. Tom, what were your thoughts? Okay, so recently, right, the NBA, they released a defensive player of the year standing, right? And the first was Ben Simmons. Second was Rudy Gobert. Third was, I forget who. Fourth was LeBron. 
And fifth was Jamal Murray. And I was like, huh? Jamal Ridiculous. Murray. I was like, Jamal Murray, fifth. What the fuck? Then I saw the comments. And I was right there with them. I was like, did they mean DeJounte? Did, did, did they, were they talking about DeJounte Murray? But every time I see a good point guard against these niggas, they keep getting <laughs> like 30 or 40 on this nigga. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? It is Jamal I think, Murray. <laughs> I think they did mean Jamal Murray because who the fuck do DeJounte be guarding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, DeJounte, he was, he was an all-defensive second-team player, I believe, in his rookie season. If not his rookie, then his sophomore season. He had an injury for, like, all of um, like two years ago or last year. I forget what year it was. But he was out for, like, an entire season. He's been dealing with injuries. But – you know, he's been back so far this season. And uh, again, every time I see a good point guard on them, they really just be killing these niggas. And it's starting to make me question how good, you know, his defense really is. So, but one thing about the Spurs is just, it seems that, it seems that they're not that, it seems like when it comes to like young athletic players, they're just not able to keep up with them. Young, athletic, and, like, efficient-type players. Like, you know, the Grizzlies, they're just all the same people. So, you know, when they kept they keep losing to them. They keep getting fucked up by them. So, you know, I just think that when it comes to, like, keeping up with the pace, like a team like the Kings they might struggle with, a team like, a team like you know, the Thunder, where they have a Shea who's wildly athletic, and then Dort who tried dumb hard on defense, you know. I think that I think that they just struggle with teams like that, and it's like it's like you know the Spurs are like a slower paced team. They've always been ever since Pop, at least since Pop has been the uh, has been the coach. They've never been like a real high paced team, but you know, just 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 the age of the team now, and then without the without the without the Hall of Fame talent that they once had. It's just not as easy to keep up with these higher paced teams as it once was. When you could have Tim Duncan, you know, be ultra efficient and then Tony Parker and Ginobili and everybody out there doing what they do. It's kind of hard when you replace all that with DeRozan and, you know, Aldridge, even though he didn't play. So I think another I think another thing for the Spurs is they don't have that back end frontline support at the rim like when they had the great teams with Tim Duncan he was a great rim protector so yeah they have good I think they yeah I think they have good perimeter defenders but it's only so much you can do guarding guards in this league when you can't put your hands on them so I think they don't have that resistance at the rim that will help them probably that's probably the next piece that they should look for so I think they're a piece away from being a serious playoff contender so you don't think it's DeJounte not being good at defense. You think he's just the, – the times he does get beat, it's just nobody back there helping him. Yep. Uh, that could be true too. Yeah, they don't have any rim protection whatsoever, so that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say, though, I don't think it's necessarily the, – like uh, the Thunder aren't really a high-paced team. I think it's just more so – I think this – it actually comes more down to Dort – um, than it does even a Shea because he just plays defense. And that really just took out um, 
you know, that took out DeRozan. And we've seen if DeRozan can't be efficient and effective, they just struggle. Um, and that just seemed like the case today because DeRozan, he's normally the best assist man. They had to go more to DeJounte Murray as the guy kind of running the offense and leading the passing. And that just, did, just didn't work today. I mean, he had nine assists, but it's not the same as DeRozan really being efficient because DeRozan also gets to the free throw line. So I think Dort kind of just ended the offense. That's where I thought you were going with the defensive player. I was like, why is Dort not there? Because um, he obviously – Yeah. In the bubble, you know, did an incredible job on James Harden. And, you know, he can – Yeah, he was a plus 20, even though he only shot five for 16. So he definitely impacted DeRozan. Absolutely did. So, hey, man, the Thunder, they just keep fighting almost unnecessarily. But, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do because they just don't employ – bad people as we know um all right perfect moving on to the next game the blazers end up beating the kings 123 119 another nice win uh for the blazers as they now enter all-star break weekend 21 and 14 much higher record than i thought that they would have um and they win this game despite Aaron fox 32 points 12 assists doesn't matter if their second best player, Halliburton, isn't going to be there. Um, and they just could not get it done. But he'll try it 8 for 17 from the field. He had 21, but it just wasn't enough. For the Blazers, Damian Lillard just went insane. 44 points, 7 assists, 13 for 26 from the field, 8 for 15 from deep. Didn't matter that Gary Trent had an off game, 2 for 11, as it was Dame Cantor, 22 points, 21 rebounds. And Carmelo Anthony was 16. So, Dom, what did you see out of this one? I'm going to let Darnell go first with his coach, with his coach of the day oh, of yesterday. Damn. <laughs> damn. I want to hear what he got to say about his, about his coach. So, for the Kings, for me, it came down to um, they just didn't have enough players. Like, they only played seven guys. And – Guys just got gassed. Like, De'Aaron Fox had a great game, 32-12. and 12, But defensively, when you are when you don't have a sub behind you and you're going against one of the elite players like Damian Lillard, it's going to be a tough night because, obviously, Dame can do what he did last night, and that's go for 44 points and seven assists with eight threes and 10 from 10 from the free throw line. So, it like, like you said, Demetrius, um, not a great shooting night from Gary Trent, 2 of 11 overall but he did have seven points and he was a plus zero so he didn't hurt them as much as you know you would think and Carmelo was solid off the bench in his 24 minutes and he gave him 16 he was a minus nine but just him out there scoring and keeping them afloat is all they need is why while Dame rests and this was this obviously was a game all about Dame Dame hit clutch time shots just proving why he's probably in the top five in the MVP race right now. And, you know, the Blazers are a serious threat. They have this next week off to get healthy. I don't know what it's looking like for CJ, but I would expect him not to miss too much more time. And once they get Nurkic back in the fold as well, they're going to be a team that a lot of teams don't want to face come playoff time. <laughs> Tom? What are your thoughts? All right. I think this game, I think, I think Lily, Lily, I think Lillard fully, you know, cemented himself as at least fourth 
and MVP voting, leaning towards the top three, honestly. But yeah. I would say he's at least fourth in MVP voting. I think he's fully, you know, supplanted Steph at this point for MVP voting just because he's just continued to win. And, again, that head-to-head meant a lot because Lillard was yeah. able to come by with the win and hit the game winning shot. And then the very next night, come out here with 44. So, you know. He definitely, you know, turned up. He went crazy. But I think what a lot of what this game came, comes down to, and it's a problem with the Kings, is that they got a bunch of big men, and they all suck. So, <laughs> and his cancer was able to fully utilize that to his advantage. And he got 22 points and 21 rebounds because it's not even that they all particularly suck on offense. It's that they're kind of they're undersized. They're all kind of undersized big men, and none of them are, like, really that athletic enough to, like, fight down there for boards. They're not a strong rebounding team, which is one of the biggest reasons why they went out there and got Hassan Whiteside, even though I don't know if he was hurt or I don't know if he's just out the rotation, but he didn't play last night. Well, considering they didn't have nobody, he was probably hurt because it would have been no reason for him not to play if nobody yeah, else was going to play. He was inactive, so that's usually means he was hurt. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, even though De'Aaron had a good game and Buddy Hill's been, you know, recently coming back alive with 21 points and and Harrison Barnes is continuing to have a good, you know, continuing to play well. Even Bagley and Holmes weren't that bad. It's just when it comes down to it, they're just not like Bagley and Holmes. They're just not that they're just not that good at like rebounding and they're pretty undersized for their position. They're kind of weak. As we saw in that one play where Zion, I know Zion's strong as shit. I, I know he's strong as shit, but he put his shoulder into into Rashawn Holmes, and Rashawn Holmes, they, they were it was at like the free throw line. He put his shoulder into Rashawn Holmes, and Rashawn Holmes flew back and fell into the stanchion. I was like, damn, <laughs> like, like that's part Zion being strong, but that guy be part him being weak too. And Bagley ain't no stronger. If anything, he oh, not no. he he not that athletic either. So I think that's just what it comes down to for the Kings until they get some until they get some better production from their big man, which is again I understand. Like, like that's why they that's why they picked Bagley over over Luca in the draft because they need they knew they needed a big man and Bagley was supposed to be better than this. But you know, until they until they address that issue that they're trying to address, I will give them credit. They're trying to address it. They just keep getting the wrong people because you know Whiteside, even though for all his size and everything like that, he's he's he can be effective some games and then he cannot be effective other games as we've seen throughout his whole career. So until Sacramento gets better big men, they, they're only going to go so far, especially if they're going to be missing, you know, Tyrese Halliburton for any games. Yep. I mean, Halliburton, obviously, you know. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Kings have been trying to address this for years, for literally, like, years. And they just never seem yeah. to fix it. Um, they just don't have it. They never get a big man who can both Ever since DeMarcus ball. left. Yeah. They never get a big man who can both play defense and offense. That's kind of um, not good. So, and as we saw with Whiteside, he actually is a better offensive player than defensive. He ain't kind of stronger, but um, at the end of the day, even so, it's kind of like, well, he kind of doesn't know where he is sometimes on defense. And that's yeah. why 
for Portland uh, down the stretch in the bubble, we saw that he was unplayable um, in some of those games. Um, he's yeah, that's been things though because he's at least not weak, so he can be strong if you're just gonna have a big dude out there. It would have helped against cancer, but just was not the case today. Yeah. All right, and next up, speaking of MVP candidates, you guys just mentioned it. The Suns beat the Warriors 120-98. Oh, never mind. Dude wasn't even playing. No Steph explains why they just got destroyed. Um, Jordan Poole tried. He had 26 off the bench, but for the Suns, kind of just an easy game, a nice no Steph game. Um, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, no big takeaways from this one. Obviously, Phoenix was the better team. No Steph Curry, no Draymond Green as they get rest going into the final or going into the all-star break. The Suns said their starters the entire fourth quarter. So, you know, it was a game that was out of hand early. Phoenix won the first quarter 34-23. It never looked back. They won every quarter going forward. And it was, you know, not bit, that much of a contest. You like to see – honestly, you like to see James Wiseman out there be more dominant because he had the opportunities, but he was only 5-14 from the field. He was over 2 from 3. He did get to – he did get 11 rebounds. You like to see that, 3 on the offensive end. But, you know, not much firepower out there. They had Nico Mannion, who was in the G League not too long ago, playing point guard, so – that's not the Golden State team that we thought we would see. So can't really have any big takeaways. And for Phoenix, you know, they win the games that they're supposed to. And that's the time and that's a sign of a true a true, you know, competitive team that really has upside. So I think Phoenix is one of the top teams in the West. I think right now they're currently second in the West, if I'm not mistaken. So that's really good for them. And Golden State, they got to just try to keep over 500. Yep. Dom, what were your thoughts? Wiggins was out there by himself, and it looked straight like Minnesota. Next. <laughs> Sorry, maybe they can get, you know, they can get another first for him. I don't know. Um, moving on. <laughs> Moving on, the Heat beat the Pelicans 103-93. Jimmy came back this game. He said, I don't got to play in the All-Star game, so now I'm going to show out. 29 points, nine assists for him. The Heat now get right to 500, 18-18. Um, for the Pelicans, amen. You know, no Zion. Didn't play right toe. That explains that one. Ingram had to try to carry the load. Not happening. At 17, 6 to 12 shooting. Lonzo struggled badly. Four for 16 out there, 10 points, two for 11 from deep, minus 17. Tom, what were your thoughts on this one? Zion was not there. Next. (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) there you go, Darnell. (laughs) You got it. All right. So for me, I was watching this game, and, you know, why? Obviously, obviously, <laughs> Jimmy, it was nothing else to watch. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was the best player on the floor. Obviously, his 29. He had nine assists playing that point guard role. 
Tyler Hero was terrible in that game. He was one of six overall, two points and a plus six. But he was only a plus six because New Orleans was just so bad. They just looked so bad out there without Zion. I don't know why I was watching this game, but I did. And no takeaways, but besides without Zion in the mix, this is an awful collection of talent, and they don't fit together at all. And, yeah, that's my major takeaway. That's why LeBron got rid of all of these niggas. <laughs> 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 Bro, Tyler went one and six and, and t- had two points, and Duncan had five, and they beat these niggas by 10. <laughs> yep. Like, and Bam didn't even play. Yep, you didn't have to notice because <laughs> Bam not being there isn't as important isn't as important as Zion not being there. Yeah, because Zion is the whole team. David Griffin got to build a better team, man. I'm tired of watching this. <laughs> or another day. Um, if, if anybody ever questioned Zion's all starness, I think it showed right here. <laughs> oh yeah. DNC was smart. They were like, man, we just want the draft. We don't even care. Whatever game, whatever. Just <laughs> washing up there. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, the Bucks beat the Grizzlies 112-111 in a tight game. Giannis did play 26 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. He got to play all of them. You know, they need everyone they can get. Drew Holiday off the bench, 15 points, 6 of 14. Um, that Drew Holiday on the bench thing, that might. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Is Dante struggling in the starting lineup two for nine? But at least with DJ out there, you can kind of hide him a little bit better. Um, for the Grizzlies, Josh tried 35.6 rebounds, five assists, but it just wasn't enough for them. Brooks tried as well, but he was seven to 20 from the field with 23 points. Um, so, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, this one came down to, you know, Milwaukee still tinkering with their lineups, trying to figure out you know, how they can best utilize their entire roster. And I think maybe having Drew Holiday come off the bench is a good answer for them because it allows him to play against, you know, second-tier guards, which he's going to thrive. He's probably going to be the best player on the floor in a lot of those situations. So that's good for them. And I think Dante has been playing so well in the starting lineup. You don't want to, you know, take him out. And you probably can – DJ Augustine, obviously you can bench him if you want to, but I don't know if you have the same strength on, off the bench. So, I mean, Milwaukee's still trying to figure things out. They're going to be tinkering with – I wouldn't be surprised if right after the All-Star break we saw Drew Holiday inserted into the starting lineup and maybe make his way back to the bench at some point. But Milwaukee's a team that has goals of, you know, getting to the playoffs and making some noise. So – they kind of get all of the wins they can, and they squeeze out one against Memphis. And for the Grizzlies, obviously, Ja was amazing with his 35 points, but he's got to shoot better from three. He was only three of 13, got to the free throw line 11 times. That's good to see. Nice aggressiveness from, you know, Ja. But they didn't get any bench production. So that was the biggest, you know, difference in the game, and they only lost by one. So you got to – you can't be too upset. But you know, you still got to figure out why it happened. Yeah, John, what were your thoughts? And John was just two points away from being my player of the day. You know, 
he came back and he went crazy. Like, you know, he's he's been struggling as of late, but he just turned up on this no defense, on this no perimeter defense having team. He went crazy with his 35. And, you know, Dylan Brooks being out there, he's obviously effective. He's one of the bigger pieces to the team, you know. Um, but when it comes to Milwaukee, Milwaukee's just a better team right now. They 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 were struggling without Drew Holiday, but as soon as he came back, you know, they've been pulling out. They've been close wins, but they've been wins. So, you know, they've been pulling out a few wins recently, and it just seems like they're gelling now. And, again, Augustine in the starting lineup really did change everything. It really has. Like, they, they've, been, they've been on a streak ever since. I don't know if they won every single game, but they've at least won, like, six or seven or so since Augustine's been the starting lineup just because like 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 we're saying he's easier to hide as a starter and he's like he's a good enough playmaker where and he doesn't take enough he doesn't take a whole bunch of unnecessary shots especially as a starter because he really doesn't have to so you know Augustine being the starting lineup really did help a lot and um you know just getting Drew Holiday back you know really did just change the fortune of the team so We'll see how they continue to roll. I mean, you know, they're 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 looking at a. This looks like another second round exit team to me, but you know, at their peak, maybe, 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 they could be, maybe they could upset one of them, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So you know, they're looking like a another second round exit team, but they've definitely been you know improving throughout the season with their with their new rotation. And it seems like as long as they keep it like this, I think they just I think they should just go ahead and keep DJ starting and keep Drew on the bench unless they start losing. Then I mean, you can start, you know, messing around with stuff if you start losing. But as long as they keep winning, just keep it as it is. Because mm-hmm. that's what fucked the Suns up for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Shit, <laughs> shit was working. Then he was like, hey, 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 let me try something new out. And then it just stopped working. <laughs> I just kind of don't know how long you keep Drew on the bench. But, as long as his ego allows it. Yeah, I think Dante would just make more sense anyway. But I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, for the Bucks, man. I mean, you know, th- this was more troubling to me that they that they won by one than for the Grizzlies losing by one. You know, the Grizzlies aren't really supposed to be on the Bucks. You know, kind of platform, but they fought. They fought for this. They almost did it. Um, for the Bucks, man, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they pulled it out, but damn, man. They're a second-round exit. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. And you know what? I mean, he don't care, so he don't care. I don't care. Fine. Yawn. Thanks again. Yawnness. Yawnness. Oh man. Um it's like no, y'all's gonna be lit in the all-star game though. <laughs> that's gonna, that's, gonna go that crazy. is gonna be fun. <laughs> you're gonna go crazy for no reason. <laughs> you're about to have like 30. <laughs> you're like, damn, is this what having players is like, bro? I don't want it, but this is kind of fun. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you know what? Maybe if I pick these niggas last year. <laughs> <laughs> He was just like he was like you know what man I just he I guarantee he picked a bad team on purpose to try to win because that's just the type yeah. of shit he does. But bro, I was like Giannis, just come here, bro. I'm gonna show you the light. You can come right here and play with me and stuff and get this dub. 
He said, he said as soon as your contract expire, bro, we got a spot for you in LA. <laughs> I'm gonna be old. And we need you. <laughs> I'm gonna be old. AD gonna be hurt, but we do need you. Um, I will be right. I will sit there right on the bench, play five minutes a game <laughs> at 40 years old, and you can come play right here with me. Yep. It's gonna be all you, man. All you. <laughs> you you're gonna be able to play with my son. You and Bronny leading the way. <laughs> leading the way. He's setting it up right now. Giannis and Bronny super team. <laughs> this is, this, hey, man, this is how you started right here. Um, but moving on to a team, we can't even pick on them today, but damn it, we're going to try. Um, the Celtics beat the no starter having. Raptors, 132-125. They let Boucher go off for 30. They let Terrence Davis off the bench go off for 22. They let Norm go 7 for 17. The only person who struggled is the man, Kyle Lowry, 5-18. Can't be struggling, Kyle Lowry. Not against these dudes. Um, For the Celtics, he got 19. He had a franchise record assists. Kyle? Oh, I didn't even see that. Manuel Lowry. Hey, 19 assists. Good shit, Kyle. You still can't go 5 of 18. I don't care. Um, Not against these dudes, man. Not when Kemba guarding you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Um, Jalen Brown. We're 14, but he got to the first throw line 16 times. Of course he did. <laughs> Tatum got there 10 times as well. Kemba got there 5. Tatum, 27 points, uh, plus 20 out there. 12 rebounds, match 15 from the field. Looking like an all-star starter. Yeah, it really did. Um, <laughs> shooting eyes, whatever. Dom, what'd you see out of this one? I saw the Celtics barely beat a broken down ass team without three of their starters, who are honestly the three best, who are three of the four best players on the team. Yeah, <laughs> That's what point. I saw happen. Yeah. <clears throat> That's exactly what I saw happen. But hey, man, a win is a win, and then when everybody calling you ass. Then you feel me? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They felt so entitled and so important, bro. They were just like, Kyrie, we don't need you. That's what they told him. And Kyrie was like, all right, bro. You know what? Y'all the fuck got it. <laughs> if you don't need me, I don't need y'all either. I'll go play with my friend over in Brooklyn. I'll see y'all four times a year and maybe see y'all in the playoffs, huh? But you don't fuck with us, we don't fuck with y'all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what? Y'all got it. And then, you know, they were like, yeah, we nice as shit. And they went out there, and they really thought they were nice as shit. And then, boom, Marcus Smart went down. And then they were like, oh, man, we not as nice as we think we are, huh? (laughs) And now they're scratching (laughs) and clawing. <laughs> to beat all these bum ass teams, they're doing it. I'll give them the credit, boy. They ain't think it was gonna be this hard. They ain't have to deal with this struggle. They was like, man, we went to the conference finals without play. Went seven against fucking LeBron James. What the fuck? <laughs> can't tell us shit. Nah, we can't tell y'all shit because y'all some shit. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Until until y'all start being smarter with the fucking basketball. Stop jacking stupid shit, getting bailed out by these dumbass foul calls that y'all get. That nobody else in the league gets aside from fucking Joel and B. 
and and Trey Young when he feel like doing it. He's the only other two people that get the same foul calls that the Celtics get. But it's not even just like one nigga. It really do be the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> they all get the stupid ass foul calls. So they want them. Hey, hey man, if the NBA gonna be on y'all side too, then you know what, bro? Y'all got it. Good job, Boston. There and I, again, I want to reiterate this. I'm not even blaming Jason Tatum. I'm not blaming Jalen Brown. I'm not even blaming Kemba Walker. I'm blaming that nigga right there on the sideline. Good job, y'all. Keep doing what y'all doing. Keep jacking these contested shots. Bro, no. Be a coach. <laughs> no. Be a hot coach. Take. Be a fucking coach. It's not a hot take if we've been saying it for the past month. <laughs> 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 this, this ain't no new take. You know what, bro? Give me J.B. Baker style. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> There's only one player. There's only one coach. There's only one coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's safe that the Celtics can keep Brad Stevens for. And that is Luke Walton. Luke Walton cannot touch Luke Walton cannot touch the Celtics. However, <laughs> Luke Walton. <laughs> Brad Stevens right there on the hot seat. Bro, if the Kings keep failing, bro, Luke Walton about to be out of a job. So yeah, he ain't getting another one either. Fuck no. That's what I thought the last <laughs> few times. <laughs> what you mean last two? <laughs> the war, the warrior shit really did save his whole legacy, man. <laughs> Cause he he really did almost win coach of the year as an assistant coach. Yeah, that was crazy. Yep, and he and he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, and now he has to do something, and he can't do anything. <laughs> proven, proven by Steve Kerr bro. You know what, bro? I forget what year it was. He's like, you know what, man? Y'all coach. Fuck this shit. <laughs> he really did, man. Iggy. I think it was against the Kings, too. Yeah. It was against, like, the Kings or, like, it was somebody trash. The Kings, the Suns, or, like, the Pelicans or somebody. Yeah, and he was, and he just let, he just let Iggy and Draymond coach. And they was like, we felt mad disrespected. Like, nigga, y'all suck. What the fuck? <laughs> they, they blew him out too. I remember that. <laughs> exactly. The Warriors really. I forget what. What is I forget which bum ass team it was, but he really. I, it might have been the Suns, but it was. It seems it, honestly, it would make more sense sense if it was the Suns because I feel like Devin Booker would have been the one bitch. In <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you know Devin, my boy, but. He he do be he do be bitching sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after it, it was after that practice shit, bro. We was like, bro, oh no, you can't be moving like that, <laughs> man. What the f- fuck, y'all double teaming me in practice for, bro? <laughs> you know the crazy part about that? He was actually what? being he was actually being guarded by a high schooler, a high schooler that's from Akron. You know. He was actually in LA at the time, and they were playing a pickup game, and he was getting double teamed. By yeah, he high should be getting double teamed. Like high schoolers, against, bro. It was against one. He was. I don't know if he was how many high schoolers was out there, but I know he was a high schooler for sure. That was guarding up Chris Livingston, but oh nah, book nah nah <laughs> nah <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. oh no. Oh, man. 
That, right. that, <laughs> damn, damn, Phoenix. I don't think they ever gonna win a title now. Wow, that's a bad joint right there. That's terrible. That's that's the worst thing I've never heard. Yeah, I was eight years old when I found out that Devin Booker complained about high school being involved. I think it's a memory I'll never forget. That's that's a classic right there. I thought we had a teaser, and now I know we have one. Damn, Devin. (laughs) Evan Booker went right to the corner of the line. Everybody. Smooth Damn. skip Luke Walton. Smooth skip Walton. Everybody the fuck else. Not <laughs> and then the worst part, the worst part is that we already went past his game. So he was he was safe. He was. He didn't he thought today wasn't gonna be the day. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> bro! Damn, Darnell just <laughs> Darnell just lit that man up. Oh, you know what the worst from the from the top rope? <laughs> I never even heard the story till Dom was like he was complaining about Dalton. He was like, "What are you talking about?" Now I know it's the high school. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a it was a viral clip where he was like, "Man, stop double teaming me in an open gym. I get double teamed all season, bro." But I thought it was by – I saw Joakim Noah out there, too. So that's yeah. why I thought it was just NBA players. I didn't know he was mad about a fucking high schooler. <laughs> oh, man. And mind you, this is like last year. Yeah, it was. He was a sophomore <laughs> at the time, too. Oh, it was a high school sophomore? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Not a fucking the kid can't even drive, Devin. I'm sad now. <laughs> this is a dude we really been fighting for to be in the All Star game, man. We've been fighting to get this man to playoffs. We wanted him to win bubble MVP. Oh, so not bad. me. I've been telling you he's kind of lazy, but I get your point. When he, he caring, he cares. But then, then again, sometimes he just be like, you know what? Fuck this today, Chris Paul. You got shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay when you in the, when up. you playing when you what in it, when you in the NBA game and it's a regular season game that don't really matter even though you never make the playoffs so I don't know why you lazy yet but exactly. that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be lazy and then complain he's not all stars like nigga what? <laughs> where they do where they do that? <laughs> I watched this man smooth have 18 early in the season, not giving any fucks about any of the fuck thing to complain about being an awesome. But you know what? When you got LeBron James saying you're the most disrespected player in the league. LeBron is <laughs> trying to make sure that they are not a threat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is what he is doing. He's not getting twisted. Well, man, I just... Nah, but LeBron, LeBron saying that disrespecting Devin Booker stuff, because you know. The same reason he picked Dame in the All-Star draft, bro. He's trying to just lessen the playing field. He's trying to be like, yo, bro, I'm tired of them disrespecting y'all. You know what I mean? Try, got to ease, you know what I mean? Make it a little easier for yourself down the road. Because Devin Booker. So why'd he do it with? So why'd he disrespect Utah like that? Because he don't care about <laughs> town. He don't give any fuck. Hey, man, that. I thought Utah was a threat. 
I thought Utah was a real threat. I thought so too. LeBron just told us that they are not a threat. So, so you know what? He said Devin Booker and the Suns are more of a threat than Utah. I'm not gonna argue with him, man. <laughs> he said Portland. Argue. He said Portland more of a threat. He just he went, the niggas not, bro. He wanted Booker, but Katie picked him. But he went some lack out there and picked Chris Paul. He said, "I'm taking one of these niggas, just so they know." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any problems. He left Utah right the fuck there. <laughs> this this nigga, this nigga said, "You know what? I I I don't like this nigga right here. I don't like his team, and, and fuck him and fuck his teammate." But you know what, Paul? I would never root for this guy. Ha, ha, I'm joking. He was not joking. Nigga said, you know what? I need some size. I need some presence. I need a big man on my team. <laughs> the bonus. <laughs> I need a big. Let me take some bonus. Fuck no! <laughs> Fuck no! Like, see, this, this been, bro. This been, this been uh, awful, bro. The Jazz was doing all this just for them to implode in one week, <laughs> and then get laughed. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause niggas really still don't take them seriously. <laughs> the fuck all. <laughs> they really are the Shaq did all he could do, man. Shaq really did all he could do. He fought for you. <laughs> Gave them everything he possibly could. He did. <clears throat> he did. But when you're just a product of your coach, when your team's just a product of coaching, and you don't have any like supreme talent. Like, oh, like, don't get me wrong, Mitch Mitchell, Mitchell is. Mitchell's a borderline superstar. He's not a superstar yet, but he's a borderline superstar. But if he's just gonna be the only borderline superstar there, and then you gotta deal with niggas like the Lakers, and you even gotta deal with the Suns because the Suns at least have a former superstar, a budding superstar, and a borderline superstar right there. So that's why LeBron worry about them. The Clippers, they have you put high schoolers <clears throat> on them. No. Huh? <laughs> That's why I said borderline. He was a superstar until I heard that story. Now he borderline. <laughs> the Clippers have a superstar and a borderline superstar. You know, it's just if the Jazz only don't have one borderline superstar, then you know what I mean it's just only so much they're gonna be able to do. It's really just all coaching. Like even 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 uh even pop. He had a he had a straight Hall of Famer right there, a for sure superstar, and then he had like the one of the greatest six men of all time right there, if not number one. Then he had Tony right there, a budding superstar right there. I like they stumbled upon some some guy named Kawhi Leonard. Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) found another superstar out of nowhere. I don't like the way you're trying to discredit Popovich by continuously bringing up that he's had superstars. No, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's a little different for like the the the, the Spurs than like it's. That's why I say the Jazz are more similar to like the Hawks, because the Hawks didn't have like a supreme level talent. 
they had like they had two borderline superstars in Paul Millsap and, and Al Horford. Two like I won't even say borderline. They were like they were more solid all stars than borderline superstars. But then you had two budding all stars with um well borderline with Jeff, Jeff Teague and Teague Kyle Corver. Corver. It was just yeah. a really well made team. And that's just what the Jazz is. It's just a really well made team. But until you have like that that real superior talent, then you just, you just can't you just can't do it. Even like they don't like look at like with the Mavericks, they don't have a dirt. They don't have a like Mitchell ain't nowhere close to a dirt. No. So it's like that's just what it comes down to with the Jazz. <clears throat> so they can be great and everything, but it comes all down to it. Coaching coaching is only going to do so much if you don't got the talent. <laughs> yeah. just got to show y'all in the All Star game. I understand. I get it. Donovan got to show us against yeah. against the not Nuggets. Somebody else. Donovan got to go for MVP now, he man. He got go to go for All Star MVP. George. The not Nuggets. They just made the Western Conference Finals. He had fifty like three times on the. You gotta show us against the king himself. Oh my god, now he's gotta beat LeBron. Okay. Yes, yeah. so anybody can do it. LeBron's Le, LeBron, just, uh, LeBron just told you how he feels about them. That nigga said, Not even to slander Utah, but nobody gives a fuck about Utah. That's literally what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, Nobody uses Utah 2K. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever used Utah. Nobody's ever liked Utah, even when John Stockton and Carmel were there. I he basically Utah. said, fuck Utah. You! LeBron said the majority of, of the world. Yeah. LeBron just said, I'm you and, Col- you and Colin Cowherd, bro. You the two. <laughs> you the two watching Utah <laughs> games. And then I already told you, I'm not going to argue with LeBron, bro. If he says Utah is not a factor, he's going to <laughs> he just know he knows Utah has nobody to guard him. So and again, I don't even think it's I don't even think it's Mitchell. I don't I don't think it's Mitchell at all. I don't think he's I don't think he's who he's talking about at all. I think it's that other thing of bro. He's not worried about him at <laughs> all. Cause what the fuck is he gonna do to make you pay? <laughs> what the fuck is he? As soon as he steps out the paint, he a liability. Damn, Rudy. Why they keep coming for you like this, bro? Like, I really don't think he was talking about Mitchell at all. Like, I, I think he has the highest praise in the world for Mitchell. He got to. Dwayne Wade was right there, his best friend. He got to respect him a little bit if he's just going to be the second ver- – if he's just going to be the next version of him. Right. But 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 the the, the thing is, Rudy Gobert know, is anyone not Shaquille O'Neal. Anyone you take Jalen Brown over, I don't think you respect them. He had to let the Jazz know where they really stand in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) He said they feeling too confident right now. Uh, All right, moving on to the last game. The Wizards end up beating the Clippers 119-117. In this game, no Paul George. Big issues for the Clippers. Quad tried 7-14, 20 points. But Batum out there. 
minus 23 in 30 minutes. Ibaka minus 22 in 18 minutes, and that really was the difference. Zubac tried 13 points, 13 rebounds off the bench, plus 20. But no Marcus Morris, big issues for them. End up not getting the dub. Russell Westbrook, 9 for 19 from the field, 7 of 15 from the free throw line, but a plus 15, 27 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, only one turnover. Look at wow. this. Bradley Beal, 33 points, 3 assists out there, 9 for 23, not greatly efficient. He got his numbers and one turnover for him as well as they ended up getting the win. Darnell, what would you see out of this one? Yeah, this one came down to the Wizards and Bradley Beal being able to get to the free throw line. You got 15 attempts from Westbrook. He only converted on seven, which is awful. But Bradley Beal converted on 14 of his 15 attempts for his 33. You got almost a triple-double for Westbrook. And that's the formula, obviously, for the Wizards to win. They've been winning a lot of games lately. They've been streaking as sort of, sort of, as you would say. And they've been getting most of that most of those wins have been coming when they've got good games from both Rally Bill and Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook's turning a corner in his injury recovery. I think he's playing at a level that we're more accustomed to him seeing. And he's not efficient from the field, but he never was really an efficient guy. So you can't really fault him for that. He is just kind of who he is. But for me, man, I'll look at two guys. Well, really one guy, like, it's Kawhi Leonard. You're supposed to be the best player on the floor, supposed to be the best defender in the league, but you just get cooked for 33. You let Westbrook have 27. So who are you guarding out there? Rui Hachimura. So, no way you could be sitting there guarding Rui and wasting all your time out there unless you just want to rest on the floor, which you get enough rest. So this is just <laughs> more proof why the Clippers are frauds yep. and – they have no real shot at winning the championship this year. <laughs> um, I would just say, I'm, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought Washington was going to win this game. I picked the Clippers, but I thought Washington was going to win this game. Not even because Paul George was gone, but mainly because, um, what's his name, um, um Marcus Morris was gone, and mm-hmm. you know, I thought he, I thought they was going to miss his his shooting. I thought. The, t- the Clippers are a team that struggles with offense a lot, even when all their people are there. <laughs> so it's just because they're not really good at closing. Like, they don't really have any really good closers. It's supposed to be Lou, but as we know, Lou isn't that great at it anymore. So when it comes down to Kawhi and Paul George being the closers, we saw it against Denver. Like, every, every it, that whole Denver series really just changed everything. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they were – they went from – these niggas going to win the finals to these niggas can't might not even make the conference finals. Like they might, they still might, they're still capable of it. And if AD not there, they still might even make the finals. They could, I really do think they could have AD not there, but <clears throat> cause I think they can beat the, I think they can beat the jazz and I think they can beat the, uh, I don't know if they can beat the Nuggets, honestly, but <laughs> I think they can beat the Jazz. So if it winds up being them versus the Jazz in the conference finals, I think the Clippers are capable of winning it. But if they go in there and they play either of the niggas, if they play either of Philly or either either Philly or Brooklyn, bro, 
they gonna get fucked up because <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, because they already couldn't, they already couldn't stop Jokic. They really not about to stop him either. You know who ben I want to see? Ben Simmons gonna run through all of them. <laughs> I want to see the Clippers play the. I want to see the Clippers play the Blazers in the first round. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I think that would be I interesting. Think that would man. come down to. I think that that one will come right down to Kawhi, man. And if Kawhi can't beat the Blazers, ah. Hey man, Kawhi's been on some stacked teams, man. And yep. even though the Spurs team wasn't, even though the Spurs team wasn't like completely, you know, completely stacked. I mean, he had Lamarcus there. He had, I think, Dejounte was still there at the at that point. And you know, he still has some talent there. And he obviously had Pop there. You know, top two, if not the best coach of all time. So you know. He had Pop right there. And then he went to Toronto, who was already in the Eastern Conference Finals like a couple years ago, switched mm-hmm. him with DeRozan. It was basically a clean switch for him and DeRozan. So, you know, he went there. He won a title. But, hey, man, he's still a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. But he might be lower. He might lower his ranks in the, in the Hall of Fame tiers or in the, or in the uh, all-time tiers if he lose this one, if yeah. he play the Blazers. He got it. He got to. He has to at least make the second round. You can't just lose out in the first round because then it's going to be the same shit they be saying about stuff. Can you really do it when you don't have other Hall of Famers around you? Or if you don't have a stack team around you? Because I don't think the rap, I think Lowry is a Hall of Famer, but a lot of people don't think so. So I think, you know. People, I think a lot of time, a lot of people say he's it's a stacked team that he was on stacked teams, even though they don't necessarily say he was with Hall of Famers. I think in the NBA, everybody makes a Hall of Fame, so I think Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer. A lot of people probably disagree, but I think he's a Hall of Famer. A lot of people say everyone makes the Hall of Fame. I think I think this is going to be the first time because it's so stacked. You're going to see like this generation of players. You're going to see some people really not make it, and I think it would hurt. A first round loss would hurt Kawhi. I think it hurt Paul George more. Because then it'd be yeah. like, we actually put this together the Hall of Fame. We just can't do anything. Like, they can't. Yeah. If dude really is just a poor man's Tracy McGrady, like, if he, like, he's not even first. Like, Tracy was at least first when he never got out of the first round. You can't be second. Never get out. Of the yeah. Round. And only get out of the first round. As the other dude doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> again, again. Well, he did make conference finals, but I forget. Again, nah, he, nah, his, his shit, his shit in Indiana was crazy. It really was. Yeah. It was just, it was just afterwards. Yeah. It was, it was afterwards. It was really, again, I don't, I don't know if it was the injury itself, but it really was just after the injury. Like he just never was able to reach that same. Playoff peak at least. Yeah. Yeah. That injury really fucked him up. Cause again, like he'll still jump. But when your shit snap back like like his shit did, it's just like you don't really want to jump the same way no more. (laughs) Damn Paul. Yeah. I did forget about Indiana. He he actually is in the Hall of Fame because he did get Indiana to two straight cops on it. 
Bro, he almost he really did almost beat the Heat, and then Larry Bird fucked it all up and then left. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Bird ruins the whole thing. Yeah. They was they honestly they could have won the titles last year. Larry Bird didn't ruin everything. He did. All right. I don't know if they will beat the Spurs, but he definitely. I think they because that was that was when the Heat was like on their last legs. And the Spurs went in there and just ruined them niggas. Like Paul George could have done that <laughs> if Larry Bird ain't ruined everything. I think it still went six or seven, regardless. But yeah, um, aside from the Clippers, you know, Washington, you know, they've been rolling recently. Westbrook had a really good game. You know, Bill continued to score the high points that he does. And they just had more offense than the uh their team was more healthier. And, you know. They they're just they're just gelling well and like 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 uh, Darnell said Westbrook's definitely, you know, getting better in his recovery, and he's you know he's just been a lot better recently. We can't laugh at him no more, and you know, he's definitely been playing a lot better. So congrats to Westbrook. Very happy for Westbrook. I need him to fight and get into the playoffs. I need him to fight too. We we need, <laughs> we need that. We need we need a Nets Wizards first round. Fuck Indiana. Fuck the Hawks. We need a Nets Wizards first round matchup. I wouldn't I would not mind the Hornets being in. I wouldn't mind the Raptors being in. The Bulls can get the hell out of here. <laughs> the Hornets right now and Raptors in the seven and eight seed. The Heat are the six. Knicks are the five. Washington, man, get to ten so I can watch the playing game, please. Bro, we can get Boston the fuck out of here. <laughs> Boston is fourth now. Why the hell did they get to fourth? This because the conference sucks. The conference is terrible. Honestly, Boston can stay in there just so we can laugh at them. Yeah, they gotta stay in there. I need a, I need a, I need a Boston Heat first. I don't want to see them play the Knicks. That would ruin all the fun. I need a Boston Heat first round matchup. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on, Darnell, you know what we do now. Player of the day, game of the day, coach of the day, dickhead of the day. What you got? All right, so for my game, uh, for my player tonight, I'm going to go with Damian Lillard, 44 points. I think he made eight threes. For my game of the night, I'm going to go with Memphis and Milwaukee. Milwaukee pulls the victory out, 112-111. For my coach of the night, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Scott Brooks because the Wizards are on a winning streak and the Clippers lose another one. The Clippers are one of the better teams in the Western Conference, although I don't believe they have a championship window necessarily this year, but – you know, the Wizards are proving that they can, can compete, and that's just one of the, you know, positive signs because earlier in the year we thought they were going to be the worst team in basketball because it just looked horrible. But, you know, they're stringing together some wins and proving that they're not the laughing stock of the NBA this season. And for my dickhead, is that the only thing I got left? Yeah. Yeah. For my dickhead of the day, I'm going to go and throw a curveball. It's not going to be anybody that played last night. It's not going to be anybody in the NBA. I'm going to give my dickhead of the day to ESPN. 
and I'm going to give it to ESPN because ESPN decided that they wanted to try to pair Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith back up on first take. And they were outbid by Fox as Skip Bayless re-signs with Fox Sports for, I believe, like a $32 million contract for over four years. So that's my yeah. big head of the day. Yeah, ESPN ruined their whole network when Skip left. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had one show, and that had one show ass. <laughs> and they really gave Stephen A. too much money. Should have asked him to take a restructure his deal. <laughs> So he doesn't have to do every damn thing. Yeah, Skip could have been right there with him. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have watched. I'd have watched. I would have watched. I would have watched too. All of us would have. First take. First take was everything. Man, he was finally Shannon all alone. And now both wow. of them niggas. It's like it's like Shannon's cool, and like Mac, Max, Max and Molly cool. are. Like okay, they're not cool. Yeah. No, but but yeah. them Back together. But but skip the skipping skipping Stephen A. Just had that shit was just different. There's just something you can't recreate. No matter how hard Shannon try, no matter how hard Max try, you can just never recreate that. That shit was just legendary. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's just something you can never recreate right there. Damn, skip out four years, thirty-two. all right so my player of the day will be shay gilgis alexander my um game of the day will also be milwaukee versus memphis my coach of the day will be um who's the who's the uh, thunder coach name again I don't know, man. It's your job. You're the one on the podcast. <laughs> All right. The Thunder coach. The, the the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder will be my yeah, coach. Google the right there. The coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder is my coach of the day. And my dickhead of the day, Shaquille O'Neal, for choosing to wrestle before the NBA All-Star Draft because I needed him to be there when the Jazz got picked last. We didn't need him to be there. So the coach of the Thunder is Mark Diagono. Mark Diagono is the coach of the day. However you pronounce his last name. And my dickhead of the day goes to Shaquille O'Neal for not being there when we needed him the most. And you just want Utah to just be all mad for no reason. All right, man. They all they all, they already are. They sat there. But he made the them mad. Played the 76ers, and then after they lost, Donovan Mitchell hopped on Twitter. You know, we really won. <laughs> hey, bro, what? <laughs> you did that right against your team. Stray said, you know what? We actually won that game. <laughs> Didn't make me mad. <laughs> Didn't bother me at all. I know why. <laughs> um... My player of the day, I'm going to go with Dame Dollar. Damian Lillard has been on a tear continuously. Proved me wrong. I was mad at him early in the season because he kept holding. But, you know, with no CJ. <laughs> Make the argument they're, they're just different with no CJ. 
I feel like CJ, they're never going to do this. I feel like CJ would work better off the bench because Gary Trent is kind of taller and can play defense. Um, they're never going to do that. Just trade him. They also could trade him, but I don't think they can trade CJ. I don't think no, can. you can't. They, they can't trade anyone good who signs there. They really can't do that. <laughs> they literally can't. Um, but now they're doing it with no Nurkic, no CJ. It's very impressive. Very good job, Dean. Um, my game tonight, Wizards, Clippers, great game, two-point game. You got to see Kawhi fold again. So, <laughs> Paul George fold against the Celtics, and now we got to see Kawhi fold against the Wizards. That's they, why we need them together, so they can have big leads that they can't fold. Nah, so that they can both fold as a team. <laughs> That's why we need them together. So at least Man. Kawhi gets some cover. If Paul George is going to go 0 for 5 in the bitch, at least he got some. At least, at least he has a reason. Put it like that. Not a good <laughs> reason, as we're finding out, but a reason. Um, My coach of the day. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick something different. There's no really different pick. I'm going to go. We'll go Mark Diagono. And Thunder, for some reason, keep fighting. They should be losing, trying to tank. But instead, they just keep beating the Spurs. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to do. And my dickhead of the day, I'm going to give it I have a good one here. I'm going to give it to – I'm going to give it to – you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it to the refs of the Celtics-Raptors game ruining what would have been a highly comedic moment by giving them all the calls <laughs> for no reason and giving the Raptors none. Just like in the postseason, the Celtics had 43 throw attempts – Raptors had 17. Raptors Sounds had, about right. Got, got robbed. Got completely robbed. Um, That's generally how it goes. That is exactly how it goes. Pretty much. Damn, they had 23 less free throw attempts. Yep. They lost by seven. Then they missed 11 of them. Bro, Boston sucks. Boston does suck. They missed the 11 of them bitches, too. And they're still a four seed, and it's all the refs' fault. They would have been smacked there, tied with the Raptors right where they should be. It's the refs' fault. It's Adam Silver's fault. It's, it's everybody involved in the NBA's fault. Yeah. Just let it happen, man. Just let let this happen. Because it would just be – Bro, fun. do you know how much better of a team they will become if they miss the playoffs one time? Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll be a lot worse. I don't care. <laughs> they could implode. You never know. Definitely. Fuck you, Marcus Smart. We don't need you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this could be worse. No, if Marcus Smart don't play for the rest of the season and they make the playoffs, Marcus Smart gone. <laughs> yeah. Bro, fuck you. Stop telling us to play defense. Fuck defense. <laughs> No. We're all stars. We got Kemba. Fuck you. 
<laughs> All right, man. Thank you guys so much um, for listening. Glad I was back. We will be back Monday to talk about All Star Weekend festivities and the game Sunday night. Which, hey, man, if y'all watched it last year, it was a fun one. I'm definitely watching it again this year. So, for Donald Jones and for Don, this was Demetrius. Have a good one. Later. Triple D's. Deuces.